Welcome to Life, Love, and Lessons, a safe space where we do all things with love and opulence. This podcast is for men and women of all ethnicities, experiences, opinions, life paths, and professional or rough backgrounds who are somehow involved in the space of dating or relationships, whether it's online or in person, or simply interested in love, spirituality, living the good life, learning, or just here to be inspired, entertained, intrigued, or in tune with life's personal pleasures. Listen intently, open your mind, and vibe. beautiful people. Thank you so much for vibing with me today. Welcome to August. August 2020. July left us real quick. I will be writing my July reflection and August goes today and I'm really excited for what's to come. And today on this episode, I'm doing something a little bit different. My best friend says she really wants me to just kick it with y'all vibe and, you know, just go regular flow conversation style. So today I wanted to keep this short and sweet. I didn't write any notes and I'm not reading the script or any bullet points to keep myself on track. And that's important to keep in mind because when I do write, I might plan to write three pages and before I know it, I have a dissertation in front of me. It's a gamble when I don't write any notes because you all don't talk to me on a daily basis. So you don't know how deep my mind wanders. I might be talking about A, B, and C, and then I get to thinking about D, E, F, and then what comes out is G, F. You get what I'm saying? So I'm going to do my very best, and I want to apologize about my background. I record in my bedroom, and I live by a main busy road, and I don't know why people are driving at 1 o'clock in the morning, but that's not my business. So every weekend in August, I will be briefly discussing topics that are important to me in friendships and dating stages. August is a setup. And it's a setup for what I'll call the love series. The love series is coming in September. And it's a focus on dating, relationships, and people sharing their journeys. Life, Love, and Lessons this week will begin where it all begins communication. How are you approaching situations, circumstances, relationships in your life? I'm going to do my very best to talk about a lot of key points very quickly, (laughs) you know, because the whole purpose of this is just to kind of give you all a brief synopsis of what type of questions I'll be asking my, my interviewees and what what subjects we're going to be talking about, where I'm trying to get everybody's mind at and everything like that. So we're going to talk about small talk, conversation, engaging, greetings, dialogue, transitions, soft endings, really listening, reflecting, following up and consistency. Keeping in mind those limits and boundaries, not making assumptions, not speaking for people, saying exactly what you want and how you feel. All of those beautiful things. 
These are all the things that really go into communication and allow people to get to know each other. So I don't want to beat up small talk too much, but you know we have to address it. We have our small talkers out there. Hey, how y'all doing? You know the hi. Hello. W-I-D. Nothing. H-R-U. Good. And I'm spelling it out because that's what they be doing. They be writing acronyms and stuff, and I don't be understanding. Trying to communicate via emojis. I had somebody the other day I haven't heard from in like a week or two send me one little emoji of the little head rolling their eyes. So I'm thinking, this is how you want to approach me? <laughs> you mad about something? You feel some kind of way? And you roll your eyes? And the reason we never progressed was because he was a small talker. I could not engage with him. Their Their conversation was just too basic, right? You know? So we do have our small talkers out there. And I do hope that if you are one of those, you continue to listen. And if you are not one of those, you still listen and get excited for what is to come. So we have our small talkers with the high and little waving sign. And then that's pretty much all they got. Or after they say what you're doing, you got plans. Yeah. Okay, cool. They don't have nothing else to say. They don't know how to take it there, take it further from there. And I'm not saying these people are bad or they're wrong or don't talk to them. No, not at all. Um, I actually have friends, you know, female friends who struggle with this texting communication or just holding a communication. They're more in person or they're more like kind of go with the flow, you know, connect with the vibe, the situation kind of people. So I understand not everybody has the gift of gab. Not everybody knows how to just dialogue and let it flow and keep it going and go from transition to to transition, you know, but I encourage you to learn if you don't already know how, because it is something that can allow us to get to know people better. And I know you all sometimes feel like, you know, when you're dating or you're experiencing this love journey of yours, you get involved with people and towards the middle or towards the end or maybe even a week, you feel like, sis or bro, like you could have just told me I was going to have to deal with this, you know, when I first met you and I would have saved my week or saved my months or saved my year or whatever it may be. Because truth be told, we know who we are to a certain extent. We know what we put up with. We know what we've dealt with, what we haven't dealt with, what we're going to deal with and not going to deal with. Like, So all we really have to do is know how to talk to people, how to communicate. How do we do that, this precious thing? So we have our small talkers and their greetings are hi or hello, you know, and then short things after that. But I want you to think about involving your greeting with conversation. So add the greeting with the question. Hi, how are you today? Kind of kill two birds with one stone kind of thing. And don't kill no birds. (laughs) See what I mean? But I want you to think about hi, what are you up to? 
Hi, what's going on? What's on your agenda for today? Hi, beautiful. Thinking about you. What you got going on? I'm over here doing A, B, and C, whatever. So that it's not just this one word that's so easy to ignore sitting on her screen or on her timeline or whatever. Add your greeting with some conversation. And think about engaging. You are engaging with this person. What is engaging? Really ask yourself, how do you engage with one person or multiple people? When you're at work, when you're at school, maybe you were the loner. I don't know. Introvert, isolated yourself. I do not know. But how do you engage? You collaborate. You work together with someone or a group of people for the greater good. So in this dating love journey, engaging is like going back and forth, communicating with each other to get to know each other, to learn each other. And while we're engaging, we need to both be mature enough to be able to create this dialogue. Please, please, please allow your dialogue to be open-ended questions. You know, tell me more. Well, how did that make you feel? And I'm not trying to make you a therapist, but I really want you to think about things and put yourself in other people's shoes. I can't create an empath, but I can help you or at least inspire you to maybe think about how can you be a better communicator? Because looking back, look back at your last few relationships or situations or friendships or things that ended wrong or ended a little rough. Do you think that communication could have been better or could have been applied in certain areas of that journey of the relationship or situation falling off to where things could have ended better? It's a good possibility that a lot of times there are words not being spoken, sentences not being finished, thoughts not being expressed, things of that nature that just don't make it into the outside world that allow people to kind of go their separate ways or think whatever they're thinking or have these wrong perceptions or whatever it may be because you was like, whatever. I don't owe them no explanation. I don't feel like talking. I don't have time. He or she is not that important. Whatever. And then that could have probably been your soulmate or a best friend or That thing you need help with right now, that person you cut off because you ain't feel like talking was probably the person for that 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 situation. You know, and so I want us to really start thinking about communicating with people, getting deeper, going deeper, having these dialogue, open ended and important questions. Now, I say go deeper, but I don't want you to forget about those surface level questions. We all have surface level people in our lives. And there's nothing wrong with these surface level people. Well, okay, that's debatable. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with surface level people. Maybe you are one. And you don't ever really get deep with anybody. You don't open up like that. It's just not your style. You You don't feel like it or it's not natural to you to go deep. You're comfortable with things like, what do you do for fun? What do you do in your free time? What are your hobbies? What's your favorite color? Do you like to read? What was the last book you read? Why is it your favorite book? What genre of movies do you like the best? 
you know, and the list goes on. You like those surface level, let me get to know you on the outside. Who am I about to hang out with kind of questions? And those are all important questions, good questions when you're learning. Okay, where do I take this person on a date? What type of date are we going to have? Do you like being outdoors or indoors? Do you like crowds or a more intimate setting? Do you like picnics? Do you like the park? Do you like being out in the heat? You prefer the winter time? Do you like water? You know, things like that, like surface level questions are important to ask. So please do not think that I'm saying just go deep and stay deep and stay deep in the water and don't ever get to learn those basic core surface level things. No, those are important too. I just want to invite you to really go deeper as we evolve as our individual selves and get on these journeys of dating and we meet with a woman or a man and we sit there across the table from them or across or on a rock or on a picnic uh, ground or whatever it may be, whatever foundation setting we have laid for this moment of interaction to get to know each other. What are we going to do with our voice, with our thoughts? Don't be afraid to speak what's on your mind. Trust me. They've been asked or they've thought about it or they're going to be like, wow, he or she cared enough to ask me that? That's what's on their mind? I'm impressed. He thinking like that? that? I never thought to ask that. Or a man has never been brave enough or a woman has never been solid enough, you know, like, or whatever it may be. Go deeper. What do I mean by go deeper? Conversation, those questions that are not answered or asked in the first few stages of dating or getting to know someone because we stay on the surface level for so long. (laughs) I don't know what it is about people in the fear of just getting to know people. Like, so we talk, we, we know that there's this thing called compromising, right? And everybody is their individual self. Nobody is exactly the same. We get it. However, you've been around enough people, has siblings and parents and worked in workplaces full of people and strangers and had to get to know people and force relationships for the sake of the workplace or whatever it may be. You know what you like and what you don't like. So why not ask these questions to this stranger that's sitting across from you that's trying to see if they can fit in in your life as a forever partner or a romantic partner or a bedroom partner, whatever it may be. Ask these deeper questions so that you can save some time if you need to. Because I'm all for saving time. I don't like wasting time. Let's Leonor. If we can save some time, let's save the time because that's really the only thing we don't get back. Money, we lose it all the time, but it come right back. Amen. Praise God. Time, however, it's not coming back. And we know we as individuals, we have our end date already set in stone, right? But time, this ever-changing dynamic, like, you, I don't know. I'll be sitting here in the bed wasting time sometimes because, you know, we all need those days where we just do nothing. And I don't know if you're this type of person or not, but I'm the type of person that feel like if I lay in the bed and do nothing, 
I'm wasting my time. I could be, I could have been accomplished so much. Like I can't sit in front of the TV all day and just waste my time. It's, it, it gives me anxiety. However, I'm learning. I'm learning how to waste my time in this adult life. In this new phase of my life, I realized that I need those days. I need a day or two where I can just waste some time, where I cannot be so productive, where I can recharge, where I can reboot, where I can get back to the core of myself because I've exhausted my energy, always doing something, always being productive. But beware of those people who are always unproductive. They are doing anything with their time. So how do we go deeper? So I am going to kind of give you things that I think are important, things that I've kind of observed are have been important or are important in other relationships, in my relationships, in books that I've read and, you know, certain things like that. And I'm not going to hit every point, but I want to fancy your interest by giving you some questions, a few questions or some topics to think about when you're getting to know someone. Mm -mm. And we're going to go from head to toe, inside out kind of questions. So background, history. Think about some questions that you can ask this person that brings back their history, that makes them relive some moments. Rather, those are happy moments or traumatic moments. Get to know somebody. Ask them, where did you grow up? What time of the world were we living in? Like, What were the key events or things happening around you in your environment during that time of your, your childhood growth, right? Um, like who was president and what was the economy like? And so based on that, what was your home life like? Did you have siblings growing up? Were they my shared mother and father or step siblings? Did you live in the same home or outside of the home? Were your parents together? If they were, tell me about that. How was that? Because I never experienced that before. How long were they together? If they got divorced, um, what was that like for you? How old were you? How did that impact you? How did your life change in that moment? Have you ever healed from that? Was it something you needed to heal from? If your parents have been together your entire life, wow. Thank them for me because I know that's been some hard work for them. But please do tell. What was it like growing up in a household with your mother and your father? I always daydreamed about that kind of life. And I don't want y'all to think that I'm over here reading for some because this is literally me just talking. This is me and my thoughts. And when I meet people who have had a mother and a father their entire life, like active, supportive all the time, like all the time, 24 seven since you've been born. Get out of here. Bless, blesses is to God be the glory. OK, what was that like for you? Did you ever wish that? It was different because personally, you know, I grew up in a single parent household and I used to be like, man, I wish, you know, there was another parent for me to kind of engage on this or whatever. You know, but I only got one and she kind of getting on my nerves. And, you know, I've been there before. So has it 
ever occurred to someone with two parents like I kind of wonder what it's like over there in a single parent household. <laughs> you know, I hope not. But, you know, I ask these kind of questions. And what type of relationship did your mother and father have? Like, and I, and really get down into it. Like, this can help you learn a lot about a person. Right. Was was mom the the, the dominant one? Did mom get up and go to work every day? Did mom pay most of the bills or was it dad? Was mom a stay-at-home mom or did she go out and work? Were you in daycare? Did you have babysitters? Did you have all of your cousins and aunts and uncles around you growing up? Was everybody friendly? Was it a lot of strain and relationships? Was there any medical or mental illnesses in your life or your childhood? Not just immediate family, mom, dad, siblings, but you know their, their parents, aunts, uncles, and things like that. And when I say mental and medical illnesses. We're talking about domestic violence. We're talking about some substance abuse. Get down and dirty with people. Find out where they come from. Find out what they've seen, what they've experienced. Have they healed if they've needed to? These are things you want to be asking people. Traumas, parents, siblings, kids. You have kids? How many? Are you sure? (laughs) <laughs> you know, like, are you sure you only have one or are you sure you don't have any? Have there ever been any times where you almost had a kid and it didn't work out? Talk to me about that. Rather, a woman didn't carry full term or a woman decided to have an abortion. These are important things you you may want to know about someone. You may want to know. You know, I don't know what age you're in. You know, maybe you get with somebody who already knows that they are, they can't have kids because they've been in a relationship before and they tried and they know that they can't. But that's not something that people are just walking up to first dates telling you. But that could be very important for somebody. Right. Hey, um, yeah, I already know I can't have kids. You know, one time I did have a man um, reach out to me. He was like, I just want to be friends. And I was like, perfect. I love friends. You in the right situation right here and then he started to develop feelings and he was like I just got to be a friend with you I already I've been fixed and I can no longer have kids but I would love to pursue a romantic relationship with you and I was like oh you trying to reverse that situation you got going on in because like I really desire to have a family so even if we do get that far I don't know if I can ever be like I'm cool with not ever having kids. If I have a husband, a man right here next to me, sleeping with me, all up under me every day, and we not trying, we aren't able. Hmm. I don't know if I like that, you know? So that was important. And I'm, I was so happy that he shared that with me. Um, and so I want you to ask these questions. Talk about where you've been. What's important to you? What type of parent are you if you have kids? Literally, you want to know these things because say you vow or decide you're okay with being a step parent or you like this person so much, you don't mind, you know, being in their child's life and helping them with this co-parenting thing. And then months or years down the line, you all move together and then the child is visiting or he has he or she has full custody of this child and you kind of get to see this parent-child or father-child dynamic and it just turns you off because from the outside you never really knew you know what type of parent this person was you just assumed 
that everything was all good because why wouldn't it be, right? But you get to see up close and personal how a person really is after you've lived with them and you see that they aren't the type of parent that you would want them to be or think they should be or whatever it may be. And and then you try to have a conversation about it or you try to impact the situation by kind of throwing your 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 seeds or uh, thoughts or how can you be more effective or how can you establish um, um, a caregiver role or a sense of dominance here because I feel like your child is treating you a way in which they shouldn't or I feel like the way you handled that was a little bit too much or, you know, that might have a negative impact on your child growing up. And so you try to say these things to a person and they be like, wait a minute, who do you think you're talking to? I know what type of parent I am. And this is basically, oh, this is how I was raised. or this is what I agree with. This is what I like. And this is what I want. And you can't and you be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was just trying to give you another perspective, you know, and I wasn't trying to start an argument or cause this strain between us but you know and then that ultimately ends up being why things ended but you already dated for four or five six months a year or whatever it may be and now you decide to end things based on their parenting style but they they've been a parent the whole time <laughs> you know what i'm saying so i'm telling you communication is so important talk to people engage with people Get to know people. And if they don't have kids, but you're thinking of having kids or starting life with this person, it's still important to ask those questions about kids. How would you raise your kid? What were the rules in your household as a child? Are you going to carry those rules over into your household when you raise children? What type of role do you think the father should play or what type of role do you think the mother should play? How are you on mom and dad games? You know, when a child asks for something, and then the mom says no. And then she goes and asks the dad. And dad says yes. Like, are we going to do that? <laughs> How do we handle that? Um, what about daycare? Uh, do you think that kids can should be in daycare at five, six months or, you know, 12 months or whatever it may be before they can talk? Are you OK with that? Are you comfortable with that? OK, because maybe you're with somebody who wants to be a stay at home mom and want, feels like the man should provide and. Uh, she doesn't think that her kids need to or should be in daycare until they can talk and tell her how their day went. You know, and so these are things you want to talk about because these are little issues or little roadblocks or hurdles that people come to in relationships after a while. However, we could have learned this beforehand if we would have just communicated Safety, 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 safety. I'm all about the safety. So, you know, what type of safety measures do you have in place? How often do you get tested? Do you have a primary care doctor? You know, how do you have like reoccurring visits? How are you in the dental area? Do you have a dentist or orthodontist? Um, what do you need? Are you okay in that area? Do you have insurance? And y'all probably like, I ain't about to be asking nobody, do they got insurance? <laughs> I'm going to sound like, you know, I'm crazy. Or I'm, no, you're going to sound like you trying, you might be trying to build a life with this person, you know? And if they aren't where you are, if you aren't on the same page, then okay. 
it was nice knowing you. You know, like it's really not that serious. Like, I mean, okay, it's serious. But what I'm saying is we kind of get so hung up in like being focused on one person. And I just wanted to work with this one person. I am so, listen, I I don't know if anybody is as tired of dating as I am. And y'all know I love dating. It's a beautiful thing. It's a journey for sure, especially when people know how to do it right. But I am so ready to date one person for the rest of my life. Oh, we needed a moment of silence for that one. I just want to date one person for the rest of my life. So we need to communicate. How are you doing with the whole birth control kind of situation? When's the last time you had sex? How many sexual partners have you had in the last six months? And I just want to take a moment to say, don't be judging people. This is not what that's about. If somebody says that they've had sex with six people in the last six months or 10 people in the last six months, that does not mean that they are a hoe or that they're promiscuous or that they're wild or they're freaky or whatever the case may be. You don't know the situation. Right. You don't know why they had sex with six people, six months or 10 people. Maybe they attach fast. Maybe they move quick. Maybe three of those people was exes and they went traveling. And every time they went to that city, they hooked up with an ex because it's hard for them to let go. Um, so it wasn't like they was having sex with all new people. These are reoccurring partners. And maybe they use protection every single time. And, you know, you just you don't know people's life. <laughs> You know, so don't judge people, but it's still important to ask these questions and get to know them. See where their head is at. What type of patterns do they have? Behaviors do they carry with them from relationship to relationship? You want to talk about past relationships since we're on that subject. Like, what would your girlfriend or boyfriend say about you if I call them right now and said, hey, I'm sitting with your ex-boyfriend right now and we're on a date and... You know, he said that y'all ended well and y'all are still friends. So I was just wondering if you could tell me a little bit about him. What would you say about him? Because you were his ex for two or three years. So what do I need to know about him based on what you experienced? And if people were just like, oh, oh, I mean, he was, you know, like this and this and this. And this is why it didn't work out and blah, blah. But great guy. Or they might be like, girl, he said it ended well. <laughs> I don't know what relationship he was in because from where I'm saying, like, you know what I'm saying? You get the the real story. Like, and so ask about those past relationships and you can't assume everybody is being honest, but kind of give them that grace and that, that gratitude. Like, okay, you know, this is what they say because I'm honest. So I'll be thinking everybody else is honest. I'm going to tell you exactly what I did wrong. I'm going to tell you if I'm still doing that same thing the wrong way. Because this is how I feel and this is what I think should be done. I'm going to tell you because I don't want to waste your time. And if you don't think that you can handle this or you can deal with this, leave now. I would rather and I don't I, I don't know if everybody feels like this, but think about it. Would you rather somebody come into your life, do all this surface level questioning, start liking you, you know, and doing all the right things and taking you out and dating you and things progress and then. 
you kind of fall for this person. And then seven months down the line, they realize something about you that you didn't really think to tell them or they didn't ask about it. So it wasn't that important to you. But you know that other people have had this problem with you in the past. So when they bring it up six months, seven months out of line, and they say, yeah, I can't deal with this. You looking like, are you serious? If this was something that you cared about, why didn't you ask me beforehand? I would have told you. Like, you know, it's like communication. And so sometimes people aren't thinking to ask you certain questions. So that's why self-disclosure sometimes is necessary. Sometimes you just need to go right in and say some things about yourself that people should know before they move forward with you because that's who you are. And you know that everybody hasn't been able to deal with that or handle that the way that you would have liked. So um, like a few episodes ago when I said, you know, I would go into situations first, second date, be like, yeah, so hey. You know, I'm really cool. I, I know we're vibing. Everything is good. Um, but I, I can tell you that I kind of switch up a little bit mentally about a week before my cycle and things kind of get a little strange and I might be acting real rude and mean and emotional and insecure and hopeless. And, you know, and men would be like, what? You gonna wait? What you just gonna switch up and act like that for no reason? I'm like, no, 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 no. There's a reason. There's a mental something going on in my brain where I can't control it right now, and I'm just letting you know it's gonna seem crazy. And you know, men, a lot of men would be like, yeah, I'm not gonna deal with that. And I didn't really waste no time because I was grateful that they were honest and they, you know, I was that I was honest and they were honest and they let me know what they weren't gonna deal with. And then there were those times where I was like, I can I can try to get away with this. I think I can handle it this month. I think I can coast through this situation, you know, and keep them hanging on. And then I didn't and it failed. And then I'm like, oh, heartbroken and like, oh, I wish this. And, you know, and I'm just like I set myself up. Right. So when people don't ask you important questions. Think about self-disclosing if you're really liking this person. If this is somebody that you think you might see yourself being with or pursuing a relationship with and they haven't asked you some things about yourself or you know that they don't know some important things about you and it doesn't look like they're going to be asking you anytime soon, just self-disclose so that you don't waste your time. Cheating. Just talk about it. How are you in terms of cheating? Have you ever cheated? And how many relationships did you cheat? Were you cheated on? You know, what was the situation? Be honest. Do you believe in open relationships? Have you ever dated somebody who was poly, polyamorous, who dates multiple people, has multiple love interests? What would you do if I told you I was poly? What would you do if I told you I wanted an open relationship? Would you be able to handle that? Well, what does that look like? What are the guidelines of this open relationship? Can we kind of make the rules up together? Okay. Like, you know, and a lot of people have these open relationships. There are a lot of poly people out here and they starting to come out and be open and honest with themselves and they're putting it on the table and I love it. So talk about these things. You don't want to date somebody for three months and then they tell you they poly. And you be like, I'm not trying to share you. And then you just made me waste three months of my time. Like, you know, I was just like, no, like, 
So I ask people these questions up front, you know, are they one woman or one man type of people or do they prefer multiple? Are they the type to need space or do they like to be clingy and up under their love interests? That's important to know. For women, when we are asking questions about a man's physical needs in terms of affection and attention, it's, in, it's really important because some men don't really like women being all up under them or being in their space or, you know, like, I don't know. Like, it's kind of, it's different with everybody. And that's, it's not a bad thing. I, I am an introvert. I love being alone, but my love language is physical touch. I need you to be all up on me. And then I'm going to tell you when I need you to get up off me and I'm going to go do my thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but I, I like the physical touch and being affectionate, but then I need to pause, take a step back, go do my thing, recharge, regroup, and then come back. So I like the clingy thing, but I also like the space thing. And we need to find a balance of this clingy and space. And how are you going to feel if I get deployed? What if America goes to war and I leave for a year? How are you going to handle that? And same for, you know, women. You know, if you meet somebody that's in the military, maybe being away or traveling or working overseas is a part of their career. Can you handle that? Are you going to remain faithful? Are you going to stay down? Are you going to stay true? Oh, my goodness. Talk about goals, life goals. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? What is 10 years? 10 years from today, write your 10, make it a date. Your fifth, sixth date with somebody and, you know, you really vibing with them and you really like them and what you've learned so far, even little things that you don't like so much is something that you feel like because it's this person, you will allow it and it's not as bad as you thought it was. Sit down with them and both of you write out 10 years from today. What do we see ourselves doing, living, breathing, experiencing 10 years from today? What goals have we accomplished? Where are we at? Where do we live? What does life look like? How do we feel? Write it all down. And then read your letters to each other. Or just talk about it. Whatever it may be, you want to know these goals and dreams and ambitions of a person. You want to know a person's strengths and weaknesses. Like, what are your strengths and weaknesses? And be honest, because a lot of times in relationships, you bring what the person lacks, right? It's like this, this perfect balance. Okay, I, I love him because, you know, he fills this void or this role or he's good at this and this and this. And he taught me this. And I didn't know that. And I did this for him. He wasn't good at this. So that's kind of what I bring to the table. When together, we just kind of click. Learn somebody's strengths and weaknesses. What does that look like? For me, my weaknesses are hmm, perfection. I always strive for perfection. And although I've learned to accept that perfection doesn't really exist, sometimes I just hold on to things, you know, or don't publish or don't launch or don't 
share because it's not perfect. And so I'm holding on to these gifts because it's not perfect yet. But when will it ever be perfect? Right. So maybe I need somebody to come into my life who's like, they drop that, publish it, let it go, release it. It's everything is going to be in this moment. I love it. It's perfect for us. It's perfect for you. It's perfect for your audience. You know, and just that encouraging type of person to say, you can do it. You've done way more and you're going to do more. Like, you know, whatever. Um, Just somebody to kind of keep me balanced in that area. Stop. Help me to stop holding on to things for so long before I release them. Um, I have a tendency to fall off the eating wagon. Not on purpose, um, but I kind of lose my, I get really, I'm a very productive person and I get really, really busy or productive. And then before you know it, it's been three days and I haven't had a full meal. And I'm looking back like, wait a minute, I got all this food and it's spoiling and, you know, and I intended to cook it. I thought I was, I might even meal prep. And Before I know it, it's the end of the week and I haven't eaten all of my meal prep, but it was there for me, ready to go. But I forgot to eat it because I was moving so fast. And so I need somebody to come in my life to be like, babe, stop, eat. Give me that. Give me this. I need you to eat. Sit down, eat. Like, I know, you know, and I'm going to be, I'm going to fight back. I'm going to be like, wait, I don't want to eat. You know, it's like, no, I want to see you eat and Tell me you eating, FaceTime me while you eating, take a break. You know, and I'm going to love that deep down because I be forgetting, <laughs> you know. And so what does a person do well that you don't do well that they can probably help you with? So you want to think about those type of things and ask those type of questions. Think about behaviors that you've seen that in people in the past that you didn't like or ways of thinking behave you know things like that and ask people questions based on that like hey what would you do in this situation hypothetically how would you handle this what would you think if I did this what would be your first thought learn how a person mind works I want to tell you to think about things like when um, when somebody has done something that has kind of put you in this vulnerable place or made you feel sad or angry or insecure, ignored, what did that person do? And then so ask this new person, would they do something like that to you? You know, things like that. Just get creative with your questions. If you're somebody who loves to travel, likes to wander, is a a free spirit kind of person, maybe you flirt a lot because that's just your natural character, spirit. And even in a relationship, you still like have this flirty type of personality. You want to ask the person you're dating, how do they feel about that? Are they comfortable with it? Are they secure enough in themselves to where they can know that that's how you are and not be with you all the time, trust you to be out on your own by yourself and still be faithful or will it rub them the wrong way? At any point in the relationship, do they expect you to stop living the life that you've been living for them? You know, ask these type of questions. And I think I've, I think I've kind of talked a lot about 
just how we can go deeper with people and ask them questions. Um, okay. I know I talked about domestic violence and substance abuse, but depression and anxiety are sisters and are so important. Nobody is excluded. Everybody has experienced some form of depression and anxiety. I'm not saying everybody has depression or anxiety. Um, Maybe you know, maybe you don't, but there are so many different layers to depression, so many different layers and types of anxiety to have. What I'm saying is being anxious or feeling anxious is universal. Symptoms of depression are universal. Talk to people about these things. When things get hard, when things aren't going your way, when you up when you come up against a bunch of challenges or you know you experience grief, how do you deal? How do you handle with that? How do you cope? What are your coping mechanisms? What are your defense mechanisms? Do you shut down? Do you do you project? Do you talk about yourself in a third person? <laughs> you know, like ask these things because some things just aren't healthy to be around. And you want to know getting into a situation if somebody is bringing this type of behavior to the table so that you can politely excuse yourself or you can prepare to help them heal through these these behaviors while you date them. I mean, and no shade to you. We do all things with love here. If you're that type of person that wants to heal, that wants to help, that wants to provide for a person, you know, in their time of need, in this journey of healing and growing and getting past those traumas and those negative defense mechanisms and things like that, God bless you. You know, we all need a little grace in people like that. And then you want to think about your transitions. Maybe you're having these deep, long conversations with people via text message, where y'all keep leaving voice messages back and forth, or you're emailing Um, or just long distance communicating, whatever the case may be, transitions. A lot of times I I think that people stop conversations and one of the persons in the conversation didn't think that that was the end of the conversation. You might type something and then the other person responds, LOL or OOK. Or they just respond if you have an iPhone they just respond like by reacting to it with the heart or the ha ha or the exclamation point and that was it. They didn't say anything else. And you sitting over there like that's you're not gonna respond though. You're just gonna send me a reaction. You're not gonna say nothing back. You're not gonna ask some follow up question. And so you want to make sure you're always ending things with a follow up question, an open ended question that kind of requires somebody to say something back if that's what you're looking for. But if you don't have a problem with a conversation ending, then go ahead and send a joke or send a close-ended question or type one of your opinions out that didn't ask, so what's your opinion or how do you feel about that? You know, or something like that. And you won't get anything back and don't feel any kind of way about it because That was the way that you communicated, right? You didn't give them anything to respond to. So I want you to start thinking, how can I keep this conversation going? I'm ready to change the subject. We've been on this one. So let me like throw a joke up in here. Let me kind of segue right here. Let me say, 
let's pick this back up later. So we want a soft ending because we want to keep this going forever in real life. So we want to talk about these soft endings when we're having a conversation with someone and it ends in a way or you kind of run out of things to talk about or you get busy or you got to get back to what you were doing. Don't just leave a person hanging. Nobody likes that. That's rude. (laughs) Treat people the way you want to be treated. And so, but maybe you don't care how people treat you. Okay, then you don't count. So, soft endings. Hey, I have to get back to work now, but I really enjoy talking to you. I hope we can pick this back up in person on this day at this time or let me know what works for you. Or gotta go. Thanks for making time for me. Talk later. Or okay, this was fun. Enjoyed you next time. You know, or whatever it may be. Let a person know that the conversation has ended and you'll pick it back up when time arrives. And I want you to think about listening, really listening. Remember, I really encourage you to listen intently. Really go into that thing like I'm about to listen her all up and down. Like she or he is not about to believe how good of a listener I am (laughs) because you did some active listening right there. You know, you kind of talk, but you kind of say, okay, let me make sure I heard you right. Did you say this? Or let me ask you some questions for clarity because it sounded like you said this or you feel this way or from the way that you text me, it seems like the tone of this message is this. Is that how I should be taking it? Don't just assume that a person feels a, a way or they may be saying this instead of this or they, they're implying something. Or don't be afraid to say, you know, is this what you meant? Or can you elaborate? Can you further explain? I don't understand. You know, even if you're afraid or there's some underlying fear, you you think that asking a question or bringing up an idea is going to turn a person away or turn them off or have them not liking you or thinking differently about you. Send it with a disclaimer. Like, hey, I have a question. May not be ideal. Please don't take it the wrong way. You know, I need to know. Boom, boom, boom. You know, um, and... Go from there. Don't just assume a person is going to respond in a way you may think you know a person. Oh, I know how they're going to respond. And then they respond differently if you would have asked it. Or they do respond how you thought they would have responded. But guess what? You know for a fact because you didn't make an assumption. It's so important to not make assumptions. It's so important to not hold back. It's so important to speak up, tell your truth, tell how you feel, give those eye statements. How are you feeling? I feel like this. I feel like if we did things this way towards this result, it might be a little bit better. You know, like talk about that with people. Don't make assumptions. Have your limits and your boundaries in place. There's limits and boundaries in communication. There's a such thing as probing, leading, trying to get into people's business that you ain't really got no business or trying to force them to open up to you when they're not ready, things like that. Don't do that. That's rude. Do all things with love. What would love do? 
Be patient. Be kind. Be understanding. Don't envy. Don't boast. Right? You know, just, just be all love as you communicate with people, as you respect their limits and their boundaries, and you give them a comfortable space to not make assumptions, to not speak for somebody else or You give them the space to be able to say exactly how they feel, exactly what they want. And that is a perfect way to start things. As a matter of fact, what do you want? What do you desire? And say we're on date three and you came into this thing looking for your significant other. You're on a journey to find your wife. Say on date three, I know you're not my my husband or you know I'm not your wife. Are you going to tell me or are you going to just kind of secretly pull yourself away from me, distance yourself without communication, kind of do that whole ghosting thing? Or are you also in the business or interested in establishing friends? What if we just both agree that we are better off as friends? Is that something that we could talk about in the beginning of things instead of trying to force things to work or not communicating and leaving each other's lives because we didn't want to hurt somebody's feelings or something. Trust and believe. Everybody would appreciate if you just kind of came up to the table with your plate full of life, love, and lessons of what you can offer and was like, here it is. This is who I am. This is what you're going to deal with. This is what you're going to put up with. This is what you're going to love about me. This is what you won't love about me. Or maybe you may struggle with this. Or maybe we don't see eye to eye on this. Right? Talk about religion. Talk about God. Oh, talk about God. I I say a lot, God bless and bless your heart. And, you know, we all know that I am a believer. There are many people out here who are not. And that may be something that's very important to you. What are your deal breakers? Oh my goodness, y'all, I can do this all day. (laughs) I'm over here talking to myself, but talking to you. And I'm just kind of going through the, the things that are always at the front of my brain when I'm thinking about talking to somebody or when I'm talking to somebody, when I'm dating in the beginning stages. I have all these things on my mind because I'm not trying to waste any time, right? How do you deal with money? What's your relationship with money? Not just your relationship with your parents, your siblings, your co-workers, your friends from high school. Oh, my goodness. Ask them if they still have their same friends from high school. (laughs) Get to know people for real. Like, who are your friends? Do you have friends? Why don't you have friends if you don't? And don't judge people. If they don't have any friends, it is not always because they're crazy and they don't know how to maintain and sustain friendships. It could be they have a really big family in all of their life. Their family has been their friends. So they consider their cousins and aunts and uncles their friends. And they've just never really connected to other people outside of their family or their village, their immediate village growing up. And everybody's still around or hanging on. People have gotten married and things. And that's just kind of their life. It's not always they don't know how to make friends or they can't connect with people or they may be a little awkward socially or whatever it may be. So, oh, see, I can do this all day. I keep on trying to end this thing and then I think about something else that's important. And the bottom line is 
communication, consistency. All of this stuff I'm talking about is never ending. Like I said, I can go all day about different type of questions we should ask people because you may ask a question and then they answer it and then you just start two or three other questions based on how they answered it. And that's just how conversation flows. That's dialogue, right? That's the beauty of it. That's the gift of God. Really listen to people and allow your mind to expand. Think from multiple perspectives. Put yourself in their shoes. Think about how somebody else might handle it. Think about when you're in a bad space or when depression knocks on the door for you, because again, it happens to all of us. Will you be able to deal with this person in this capacity during that time? And, you know, different things like that. So listen intently. Pick up on tones, the energy. If you're with the person, watch their body language. If they're texting, Look at the structure. Look at the timing of their response. Repeat details for clarity if you need it. Make sure you understand it and make sure you get it right. Don't make any assumptions. Don't hold anything back. Reflect and store your thoughts. Follow up. And be consistent. Consistent. Consistent, consistent, consistent. I cannot stress consistency enough. I don't know how many times I've had to say to a man like, wait, why are you here? Like, why are you in my inbox? I haven't heard from you in like two or three weeks or a month or six months. And there was no communication that prepared me for that. And you just want to pop back up like nothing happened. That's not okay. Ladies and gentlemen, communicate. I'm going through something. I'm about to step back for a while. I need a minute. I handle things alone at this time. You know, I'm not ready to bring anybody into this. It's something I got to deal with by myself. I'll talk to you, you know, in due time. Don't just go ghost on a person and then come back six weeks later. Like, what's up? How you been? Uh, (laughs) We don't do that. Be consistent. Even if you have to take a break in your communication, communicate that. Let a person know what they can expect, what they need to prepare for, what they're up against. Open up. Talk to people. So, again, this is Life, Love, and Lessons. I just wanted to get on here and talk about communication and consistency and getting deep in Allowing yourself the space and comfortability to just get to know somebody and be open and upfront with them. Allow them to get to know you um, and be be gracious. And I hope that you look forward to the love series of Life, Love and Lessons where I get to personally interview people on their dating journey. And maybe you want to be on the show and you would love to share your dating journey things that are important to you, the type of questions you ask. Let's do some single talks, some relationship talks, things that you've learned in your past relationships that you are now applying, or, you know, different things like that, your expectations or things that you're willing to compromise. What are your deal breakers? Let's talk about these things. Let's give the other single people who are listening things to think about, things to ponder, 
maybe, just maybe, your husband might be a guest on the show or your wife might be a guest on the show or whatever it may be. So please do get excited. Send me your suggestions if you want to be on the show or if you have a guest that you would like to be on the show or you just enjoy listening and you haven't left a comment or subscribe yet, please do share and just do me a favor and love on yourself. Continue to be beautiful and be blessed. Thank you so much. Until next time. With love, gratitude, and opulence, I thank you so much for your time, your ears, and your mind. Please send any topic suggestions via Instagram, email, and or reviews. Check the show notes for details. Share more love by recommending this podcast and or hitting subscribe. Peace and blessings. Until next time.